Turn your Bibles with me, please, to the fourth chapter of the Gospel of St. Matthew. Only four times in the New Testament book of Revelation is the word dark or any derivative thereof mentioned. I'm going to say that again. Only four times in the book of Revelation, the revelation of Jesus Christ given to John on the island of Patmos, 20 miles off the coast of Ephesus, with nothing but the wild beast for company, boiled in oil three times with his skin stretched in scarred tissue taut upon his bones. John. John the beloved. John the forsaken. John it was who did not write his gospel as quickly as Matthew, Mark, and Luke, but rather allowed it time to season. I can tell you that I have eaten this word. I have digested this word. I am consumed by it, overwhelmed in it. John gave us the revelation of Jesus. Please correct yourselves from ever saying the book of Revelations, there are no revelations. God never intended you to have revelations. He only desired for you to have a revelation. And that revelation is of Jesus Christ, who declared for the world to know, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. And without that resurrection on the third morning, we might just as well stand Jesus on this platform beside Buddha and Muhammad and Krishna and all the rest a sorry spectacle over which the angels of heaven might hang their heads in solemn sadness and weep for eternity's age. He said, not only am I the way, I am the truth. Oh, God, give us a generation of people who have a hold of absolute truth. In a volatile age, in a difficult age, in a, in a time of trouble, men's hearts are open to anything. I'm going to talk slow just for a little while. In an age of peril, in an age of turmoil, in an age of financial difficulty, in an age of collapse, in an age of confusion, Men's hearts become open to anything. So it was that Adolf Hitler rose to power and six million Jews were marched into concentration camps because somebody was looking for just a little bit of light in the middle of the darkness. And when times are tough, men's hearts are open to anything. And there has surfaced in the boiling cauldron of religion an unholy, ungodly mixture, an amalgamation that God Almighty will not tolerate. Okay, you'll shout after a while. Let me just lay a foundation. When men's hearts are open to anything, everything has an audience. Daniel's prophecy is fulfilled. Men run to and fro. Your Bible becomes a reality manifested in everyday life. 
because there become many voices and not without significance. Here a voice and there a voice and over there a voice and there an echo and there a double echo and there a triple echo. What we really need in America today is a voice. Often it's a lone voice. Preaching is a lonely job. If you want to get into this thing to have a whole lot of friends, you better change occupations before you start. If you want to be understood by everybody, you're not preaching the right gospel. If you want everybody to know your name and like you and shout about everything you preach, here's what I know. When the prophet is weeping, the people are rejoicing. And when the prophet is rejoicing, the people are weeping. Do you understand the difference? Somebody shout, give us a voice. Only four times in the book of Revelation is the word dark or any derivative thereof even mentioned. Now in the old covenant, God often enshrouded himself in darkness. He appeared to Moses in a cloud of thick darkness. Everywhere God manifested himself, he did it enshrouded in darkness. If you remember the the, the 18th Psalm said that Jesus, when he was hanged, hanging pale and pallid on the rugged cruel cross called Calvary, he lifted up his voice and he said, Eli, Eli lama sabachthani, my father and my God, why have you forsaken me? And the psalmist, sweet psalmist of Israel in Psalm 18 said, God himself wrapped himself in darkness and he walked away from Calvary as if to say humanity lost it humanity's going to have to get it back I can't do it for you would you just touch somebody and say I can't do it for you but on the third day a stone got rolled away and the attention turned from God who had walked away in darkness, walking out of the borrowed tomb now empty, unwrapping himself from the grave clothes that had held him captive and he walked out and declared I am not only the life of men, I am the light of the world and never again was God enshrouded in darkness, somebody shall run, run, run Somebody shout, run, 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 run from the darkness, run from the darkness, run to the light, run, 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 run to the light, turn your back, run to the light, turn your back, run to the light, run to the light. When the shadows come in, run to the light. When sorrow attacks you, run to the light. When your body is racked with pain, don't sit in that darkness, run to the light, make a decision, turn, 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 run to the light. And so this morning, more than in any other time, 36 years of preaching this gospel, I feel the need of him. Somebody just say turn. Matthew's gospel chapter 4. Now in the new covenant, we want to find the first message of Jesus because first things are important. Just say that, first things are important. 
Uh, let's begin reading. Why not? It's all good. Verse 13. And leaving Nazareth, his childhood home, touch somebody and say, you got to grow up. And leaving Nazareth, he came and dwelt in Capernaum, which is upon the seacoast in the borders of Zebulun and Naphtali, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, by the way of the sea beyond Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, here it is now, to the people which sat in darkness, the people that sat in darkness, the people that sat in darkness. No, 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 no. Let me help you. If you sit in darkness, sitting is a continual posture. Listen very carefully. Where you sit, you intend to stay. It is not only a continual posture, it is a contented posture. They loved darkness. I'm just going slow with you. They had every intention of remaining in their darkness. The modern church holds darkness like a pet lap dog. Our pet sins. Don't shout me down now. The people that sat in darkness have seen a great light. And to them which sat in the region of the shadow of death is light sprung up. Somebody shout, we need to see a great light. There's about to be an upheaval. There's about to be an overthrow. There's about to be an awakening. Okay, don't shout me down now. I'm gonna, let me say it this way. There's about to be a revolution. A revolution has to do with revolving. Are you with me? Just say revolve. To revolve means to get back where you started. There are three pages in your Bible that deal with the creation, everything before the creation, and the worlds that then were, and then God's creation of the apex of his order, mankind made in his image after his likeness, and then the fall of man. Possibly Adam and Eve spent hundreds of millions of years in the Garden of Eden before that fateful day when they made a choice. Touch somebody and say, make a choice. God said, I didn't ahead of myself, but I'm going to help myself. God said, I set before you this day life and death, blessing and cursing. 
you choose. And then he declares, choose life. Somebody shout, choose life. Because when you choose life, you choose light. Somebody's got to make a decision today to turn. Just slap somebody a high five and tell them, I'm not concerned about you, but I'm about to turn. They saw a great light. Light represents energy. Light represents power. Light represents strength. Walk as children of the light. When you're sick, you lay down. When you're tired, you sit down. But when you are full of the energy of God, you're able to walk. It not only means walk, it means to tread. Behold, I give you power to walk. Behold, I give you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power it must be a staggering thing to God to sit in the pavilions of glory in the light and manifestation of the resurrection and watch you and I cower in fear of the very things he commanded us to I don't have any energy. I don't have any strength over the adversary. Oh, the devil's been tormenting me all day long. Bless his holy name. Say, I've got power. Well, I don't know if you do or not. Say, I've got power. Power to tread on serpents. Power to tread on scorpions. Power over all the power of the enemy. And nothing, 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 absolutely, overwhelmingly, undeniably, nothing shall by any means. So much to preach in so little time. Say walk as children of the light. When you walk, when these young people walk out of here on this platform, they haven't always acted like this. They walk out of here with timidity, baptized in timidity, and they don't hardly know what to do. And I take them over there in the corner, and I say, now when you walk out on this platform, walk like you know where you're going. Walk like you didn't spend the night upside down in a post hole. Walk like you own this thing. In Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 and 27, God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and give him dominion in all the earth. Walk as children of the light. Tread on serpents. Tread. Walk uprightly. Walk out into your day like you're going to grab the thing by the horns and shake it like a rat terrier shakes them out. You're in authority here. I've been preaching this gospel 36 years since 1974 I preached over 15,000 sermons been introduced 15,000 times but I can tell you right now that something has to happen in America because today America is rolling in luxury and reveling in excess and rollicking in pleasure and revolting in, I'm going to hit one you like in a minute, revolting in morals. It is rotting in sin, but then what is to be expected? 
expected from a nation that lives in utter darkness. Your Bible says if that light that is in you be darkness, how great is that darkness when the lamps in the light of the church have grown dim. What do you think is happening outside of the church? Just slap somebody a high five and shout, run to the light. Something's got to happen. It's Christ or chaos. It's revival or ruin. It's repentance or ruin. Can I get an amen from just anybody? The people that sat in darkness, think about that for a minute. They were desperately sick. Your Bible describes it this way. They were dead in trespasses in sin. Let me tell you a problem in the modern church. We spend most of our time trying to resurrect what is not dead yet. Now, I just said a thing, whether you're going to write it down or not. I said, we spend the majority of our time trying to resurrect something that's not dead yet. Somebody say, kill it. Somebody shout, kill it. You think because you went to an altar somewhere and repeated a prayer after some six-foot icicle that you've been transformed and you can go right back to the hog wallow from which you came and you can't break the power of the habit and you keep acting the way that you've always acted. I'm here to tell you today that Bible said, if any man be in Christ, all things are passed away and behold, all things are become new unto him. I I feel and I feel my help coming. Somebody say, change me, change me. Shout, run, run. Run to the light. Those that, that is those that sat in the region of death. Say region of the shadow of death. Say it. The region of the shadow of death. Here's what he was saying to them. They were desperately sick. They were dead in trespasses and sin and there was not appearing on the horizon any help coming anytime soon. It seemed like they were stuck in that posture. They were sitting in that posture. They were continuing in that posture. They were contented with that posture and I can tell you right now that God Almighty has said to me start a revolution start an upheaval start this thing over again get back to where you started stop all this user friendly stop all this thing get us some preachers in a pulpit somewhere that'll declare the truth and the truth that you know shall set you free give us somebody that's bold enough and brave enough to walk up into a pulpit and say what God said to say to who God said say it, when God said say it, how God said say it, without respect a person, without a, without a thought about am I going to get invited back, without a thought about whether anybody in the audience wants to hear it or not, and then close that Bible, walk off that platform, and care less what anybody but the one that called him had to say about it. Shout, run to the light, run to the light. Come on, keep shouting it. Run to the light, run to the light. Jesus began to preach. Shout, it's going to take a preacher. Samuel was such a preacher. From that time, your Bible said, Matthew 4, 17. From that time, Jesus began to preach. Okay, I'm going to say something now. When the church 
is in decline, the preacher is always ridiculed, persecuted, tormented, misunderstood by everybody, including those of his own house. Here's what Samuel said. Samuel said in 1 Samuel chapter 7, then Samuel spoke to Israel saying, here it is, if you turn, if you turn, if you turn, Jesus began his first message is right there in the 17th verse. From that time, Jesus began, he didn't begin to teach. He, he wasn't a, a seminar speaker. He wasn't giving you five keys how to make your business a success. He didn't try to teach you how to win friends and influence people. He didn't come out there and say, here's the 10 keys to how you can live happier and better. God never called you to be happy. You better get that stuff out of your spirit because before you know it, that happy spirit will tell you that the husband you've got doesn't make you happy enough and the children you've got don't make you happy enough and the home you've got doesn't make you happy enough and the relationships you have don't make you happy enough and you've got to turn from all of that and you've got to seek happiness. God never called you to be happy. Get that out of your spirit. God called you to be holy. I feel my help coming. Somebody shout just a minute. No shout, run to the light. Run to the light. He began to preach what? Repent, repent. What does it mean? Turn, turn. So many are walking in their own shadow and God's saying turn and they try to run harder and they try to seek some new plan and some preacher's little program and his little book to tell them how to be happy and they're living in the region of the shadow of death and there, there, there is no prescription that is available to them except to keep trying harder in themselves to do it. Oh God, I'm a preacher. Everybody stop You can't get out Of where you are Well, well, I'll just turn Will you? How shall you turn? Christianity has become nothing more than self-help humanism. I'm going to repeat a prayer after some cat who wants me to come back so my money keeps coming in so he can have a bigger house and another jet airplane and he can, and I don't care about any of that stuff. Here's what I care about. I don't care about how many people come to my church. Here's what I care about. How many people are going into the highways and byways? How many people are walking in holiness? How many people are walking in the light? How many people are treading upon serpents? How many drug addicts are getting set free? How many prostitutes are being born again? How many babies are being... Somebody shall run to the light. Come on, shall run to the light. I'll get to that in a minute. That preacher, that, that preaching thing, that's a lonely job. 
Jesus' message was turn. You see, we have so lost any conception of seeking God for anything other than our own self-interest. We have become a generation of spiritual narcissists. We, we sound like opera singers warming up. Me, 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 me. It's all about me. Preach what I want. Sing what I want. Make the air the way I want it. Make the service 45 minutes. Give me a six-foot icicle that will create an idolatrous God for me. Don't preach anything I don't want to hear. Preach for me a God that will create a lifestyle for me that makes me happy. I want to keep this sin and I want to keep that darkness and I want to live in the region of the shadow of death. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. Don't you dare tell me. Let me tell you what that preacher is. He's the medium upon which the heart of the infinite God breaks into language and through which the mind of the infinite is made to be heard in all the indignation which is proper to its outrage. Samuel said to the children of Israel, if you will turn, if you will forsake the idols of Baal and Ashtaroth, if you will forsake all the false gods, if you will forsake, oh my, my, I don't, I don't want to talk about the new idolatry. I don't, I don't want to talk about the cineplexes where you, cineplexes, I don't want to talk about Cinemax. I don't, no, no, I don't want to go there. I want to go there. Say, say run to the light. No, say run to the light. See, there's some of your family that go to church all the time, but they're darkness. You need to run to the light. No, you got to cut, cut, cut. There are some places that you go that are enshrouded in darkness. You need to cut, cut, cut. Just hold your fingers up like that and say cut, 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 because God's about to change your attire. You're not supposed to look like the world, sound like the world, talk like the world, be like the world. You're supposed to be what that world out there looks at and says, I would to God I could be like them. He's a lonely man. He stands up and says, I am the oracle of God. I have within my bones a rhema. I have within my bones a logos. I have a word to say to you, and it doesn't matter to me whether you like it or not. The end result will be your betterment, but it may take you to hell before you get there. Oh, well, I didn't think you'd shout me down now. Say turn. Turn. Look at your neighbor and say you got to turn. Turn from the darkness. Turn to the light. Say it. Turn from the darkness. Turn to the light. All of Israel from Dan to Beersheba knew that Samuel was anointed a prophet of God because God let none of his words fall to the ground void of power. God revealed himself to Samuel at Shiloh. Samuel's attitude toward backslidden Israel was this. I am a representative of God. I am here in God's stead. Instead of God, I have shown up today. And then he says, I am here in the name of God. I am here today representing to you in your neckties and your Liz Claiborne dress and, and, your, and your 
Dooney Burke purse. I'm here to represent God to you. I didn't come to give you a sermon. I didn't come so you could take some notes. I didn't come to entertain you. I didn't come so you'd like my personality. I didn't come to tell you what I think you want to hear. I came today as an oracle of God. I came instead of God. When are we going to start looking at men and women of God as the mouthpiece of the Almighty and we tremble in their presence that we might hear a word from the Almighty. If you want Dr. Phil, watch TV. Some spend more time getting their nails did and their extensions on then we're willing to sit and rock in our seats and say, men of God, we've got to hear from the Lord. When are we gonna divorce ourselves from a Miriam syndrome? And if that man of God says, go wash yourself seven times in the Jordan River, we are putting on our track shoes and our bathing suit and we are heading for Jordan. If it says, go show yourself to the priest, we're on our way to the priest. If he says to you, go and get a coin out of a fish's mouth, we're going to get our fishing pole. Whatever he says we're going to do because our future is can't get to it, can't get to it. Shall send us a preacher. Shall send us a preacher. You don't mean it. No, shall send us a preacher. They're telling me to wipe my face. I don't care how I look today. I really don't. I've got to deliver my soul. I've got to find some people that are ready to cry out, God, take the darkness out of my heart. God, examine me and know the hidden sin of my heart. God, thy word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. God, deliver me from this body of death. You think because you went to an altar one time that you've been washed. First of all, the word saved is in the present progressive Greek tense. What does that mean? It means you were not saved. Look at somebody and say, you weren't saved. You weren't saved. You weren't saved. You think of being saved as you got it in 1949 and you've had it ever since. You probably lost it two months after you got it, three minutes after you got it. You see, sitting is a continual state and turning is a state of continuation. We are on, oh no, I can't go there. No, I can't go there. Somebody shout turn. Somebody shout turn. We got to turn. Is a darkness in your life shall turn. Is a sorrow in your life shall turn. Is a sickness in your life shall turn. If you, if you can't cast out devils right now, shall turn. If you're having trouble with your sex life and you got sexual perversion, shall turn. If you can't get rid of a habit, say turn. You don't need another church service. You need to turn. Don't shout me down now just because I'm preaching. Something has to happen in the heart and the soul of the church. Jesus began to preach, shout preach. Samuel said, I stand here today. Here's a message for the modern church. I'm glad I've got this platform. I need to tell you something, America. I need to tell this entire church something. I need to tell everybody that'll listen. I need to shout it from the housetops. 
When are we going to have pulpits again that thunder and roar and quake and shake with the power of a righteous and holy God? Give us some Moseses again. Give us some Sinai's again. Shaking in the fire of God. Here's what he said. I'm here today representing Almighty God. I didn't get something off a tape series, and this is not Psychology 101. I came as a man of God, baptized in the light of the revelation of the Holy Word of God. I come as an oracle of God in the place of God, speaking as God. And for those that will hear it, here is the message. I came to you today to represent a God that you have insulted. Okay, I'm going to try it again. I came today to tell America, not as a politician, not as a self-help guru, not as a motivational speaker. I came today as a man of God called before, before I hit my mother's womb, called from the foundation of the world, baptized in the anointing of God. And I have a message for you, America. Turn! 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 I came representing a God that your church services insult. That halfway praise insults. That almost thank yous insult. That heaping wealth unto yourself insults. That your prayer life, so-called, insults. That your faith insults. He is holy. The ancient Israelites were not even permitted to write his name. But Brother Ron. We got too many organists whose pants are too tight. And we got too many preachers that way too interested in little boys. We got way too many deacons, way too light in their loafers. You have insulted God. Your continual sitting in your darkness has insulted God. You running back like a hog to its wallow after he redeemed you is insulting to God. You're returning to the vomit of your alcohol has insulted him. You're wondering if you're gay, straight, or bi has insulted him as if to say he is powerless to deliver as he said he would. 
You going back to your drug addiction is insulting. You have to, you preacher, now on your fifth wife, you have insulted God. You big enough to cast out devils and destroy cancer and you can move in the gifts of the Holy Ghost but you can't live with the woman that you pledged your troth to before God. Your children are lost careening toward hell and you want me to believe that you have not insulted the God that called you? Okay, you're not going to shout for me. Maybe that, oh God, maybe that's it. Maybe preachers have fallen uh in love with the approval of the people. Maybe preachers have become intoxicated with being celebrated by the applause of the masses. I told my wife and family, I'm going to preach this, and after it's over, I may have to come home and preach to the three of you in the living room. Bring the dogs in, and then there'll be seven of us, and maybe we can get the cat in, and I'll have a crowd. But I will do this. I will stand before my God and Creator who called me from my mother's womb with a clear conscience and holy hands lifted up. But I don't believe that. I believe there's a remnant. In every generation, there's an Abraham. In every generation, there's a Samson that would Nazarite vow, never allow a razor to touch his head. There are some things others can do, you can't. Be seated, because I'm not, I'm not the introduction yet. Jesus began to preach, and when he began to preach, he said, turn. I said, he said, turn. And he's never stopped turning. We're living in a generation where theatrics has replaced preaching. We're living among a generation, a perverse generation, where counseling replaces deliverance. Can I tell you that when my pastor walked up to a man drinking a concoction of blood and alcohol mixed and put in the mouth of a bullfrog, he encountered him and he didn't walk up to him and say, Sir, on the third Tuesday, if you'd like to put on your darker pants and your little shoes, with no socks and if you'd like to put on your little golf shirt and come on in here while we got a counseling we got a couch for you to lay down on and we'd be glad to counsel you theatrics have replaced preaching and counseling has replaced deliverance I need to make an announcement we don't counsel at World Harvest Church we cast out at World Harvest Church but we If you need counseling, go to a therapist. If you need deliverance, you're in the right place. Shout for the next 15 seconds. No shouting, keep on shouting. I'm not here 
to help you get a better self-image. I don't know why we're trying to puff up, powder up, pluck out, paint back in what God told us to crucify anyway. Here's what your flesh is good for. Sin. That's the only thing your flesh is good for. Here's what your spirit is good for. The spirit of a man shall sustain all of the infirmity of his soul and his body. Somebody shout, get turned right side up. I feel a preach come. You want to go home yet? You want to go home yet? You sure? Say we can't resurrect what isn't dead. Okay, here we go. He said, he said you, I'm, I'm representing a God that is insulted, a God that is abandoned. When we spend more time collectively putting on our makeup in a week than we spend in intercession, God has been abandoned. When we take our children to more little league games during the week than church services, God has been abandoned. When we got time for reruns of Mork and Mindy, but we got no time for Wednesday night church, God has been abandoned. When your schedule has scheduled out God, God has been abandoned. When you don't start your day in prayer, God has been abandoned. When you don't pray in the Holy Ghost, God has been abandoned. When you don't have time to worship, God has been abandoned. When you don't have time to love your wife, God has been abandoned. When you don't have time to pray in the Holy Ghost, God has been abandoned. When there's no room in your schedule to go across the street to your neighbor and tell him that hell is fast and sure, God has been abandoned. We don't preach about sin at our church. God has been abandoned. I wonder what makes people think they're better preachers than Jesus. Here's what Jesus said, turn. Turn, watch, watch, watch. And keep, it's the progressive tense. Turn and keep on turning. <laughs> say it again, say turn and keep on turning. Say it again, say turn and keep on, oh, now pastor. Now, pastor, don't talk like that. Don't talk like that because you're making me feel condemned. And I'll go to church somewhere else. Good. Somebody told me the other day, so-and-so's left the church. Are you going to call them? No. I didn't call them to get them here. Why should I call them to get them back? I'm going to be here preaching the gospel. If you like it, hang out. If you don't, adios, amigo. I'm not here to win friends and influence people. My job is to preach this gospel. My job is not to patty cake with you or placate you or play with you. I'm preaching. Here's preaching name. Y'all sit down. I'm going to preach that I can't stand up. Here's why I'm preaching like this. If my people, ah, God, who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven. Then I will forgive their sin. Then I will heal their land. Let me tell you, I'm under an apostolic anointing. I don't have time to come down off this wall and involve myself in the petty little arguments of your day.
I'm preaching to preachers. You're a man of God. Quit running up and down the road and knocking on people's doors and begging them to come to church. Get yourself a message. Tell them to turn and then release the anointing of God on them and watch them start turning. Care less about warmed over church members. They haven't been any good in the last three churches they've been in. They're not going to be any good in yours. Go out and find you some alcoholics. Find you some drug addicts. Find you some prostitutes. Shout! Shout the doubt out. Shout the darkness out. Run, run, run to the light. Then, then will I hear from heaven. I'm tired of hearing from men. I want to hear from heaven. I want somebody's voice thundering. I want some lightning. I want some super on the natural. I want some glory. I want some stuff nobody can explain. I want some cancers to fall out and people take their bras off and there's the cancer laying in the thing. I want to see men and women walk out of wheelchairs. I want them to drive past this church and see a fire sitting on the top of it. Shout! shall turn the outcome it is the outcome is predictable if my people call by my name will humble themselves oh we better preach here why humble themselves it's all about you isn't it you getting to sing in the choir you getting on the front row the preacher calling your name you getting to be the one to preach it's all about you it's all about you it's all about you some of you can't talk for 30 seconds without bringing up me 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 Whatever happened to prefer the other above yourself? Here. You two. Why is it so quiet? If I was telling you how to get $1,000, you'd be running all over the building. You would. If I was lining them up and knocking them down, you'd be shouting and dancing. Turn. Turn. The outcome is predictable. If you will turn, we will hear from heaven. If you will turn, he will heal our land. If you will turn, he will forgive your sin. If you will turn and you're walking in your own shadow to get back in the light, all you got to do, man, is turn. It's not all that complicated. Just turn and forsaking all others, keep you only unto him. The Song of Solomon said, have you seen him who my soul loves? That bride, that, that bride had to be, had gone to bed. It had only been three hours and she threw the covers off herself. And in the middle of the night, she went out into the city and she started crying, have you seen him who my soul loves? When's the last time you got so hungry for Jesus that you couldn't sleep? When's the last time you didn't declare a fast? You just forgot to eat. When is the last time that you were so consumed by what God was doing in your life that nothing else mattered and three days passed and you hadn't even noticed it. Oh God send a sweeping Holy Ghost. God sent revival. Send the supernatural. Send signs. Now don't preach like this. People don't like it. They don't want anybody 
telling them what to do. You don't need a man of God. You need a psychic. You need a psychic. Don't, 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 don't. Oh, you don't want me to go there. Don't, don't, don't preach like this because that's preaching condemnation. Now I'm about to fix you. Thank you for your enthusiasm. I'm about to fix you. Your problem is you don't know the difference in conviction and condemnation. Conviction comes from God to turn you. But we are appalled by it. We, we, we receive a word in season like this as an affront to us. When it is sent from God to affect a change in you. How badly do you want changed? How badly do you want to walk on devils? How badly do you want the glory of God to be your reward? How badly do you want dreams and visions? How badly do you want the supernatural to be released in your life? How badly do you want to give birth to children that never know what a sickness or a disease is because of the glory of God that rests in your house? Shall turn. Shall turn. Conviction, write this down, conviction is to your spirit what pain is to your body. Without conviction, and the church doesn't have conviction anymore, the Bible says, here's what will happen in the last day. Sons and daughters in the kingdom of God will be aborted because they are come to birth and there is not enough strength to birth them. This church is supposed to be a vehicle of change. If it is not a vehicle of change, put placed inside the society into which God has sovereignly and strategically placed it, then the church is nothing. There are too many voices. Everything has become a church. Everything has become a sermon. Everything has become a preacher. And we've got all we've got is psychology 101 with a few scriptures thrown in to soothe some people's conscience. Hurry up and get in. Hurry up and get out. And get the next load in. Hurry up and get in. Hurry up and get out. Hurry up. And whatever happened to Terry? Whatever happened to closing yourself in the mountain of God and being like Jacob and wrestling with God all night long and saying, I'm not going to let you go. Not until you bless me enough to turn me from darkness to light. Be sweet. Be seated. Well, Brother Brian, some foolish person had the audacity to tell me the other day they were starting a ministry ministry don't know Matthew from Mark we're starting starting a ministry really yes I go to the bars and clubs and 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 to be acceptable among them of course I must have a drink 
you serpent. A preacher in 2010 calling people snakes and vipers? How novel. How novel. I don't have to have AIDS to get you delivered from it. I don't have to have a drink with you to soothe your alcohol devil to win you. Let me tell you what I do. I walk up to you, lay a left hand on your right jaw, right hand on your left jaw, and cast that thing out of you, and then you'll be free. I feel a run coming. If your right eye offends you, preacher, cast it out. Some of you ought to go home and take a sledgehammer to your personal computer. You ought to get your laptop and get you a ball-peen hammer and beat the thing all to pieces. If you got to go look at pornography instead of looking up scriptures, you need to cut it off. Run, run, run from the darkness. You don't want me to preach. You don't want me to preach. Nah. Nah, you want Luke 6:38. You don't want Ephesians 5:11. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. You don't want what fellowship hath light with darkness or the sons of God with the sons of Belial. I don't want to go to the bar with you. I don't want to go to the club with you. I don't want to go to the Cineplex and Cinemax. I don't want to watch that on my television. I have my staff take that stuff out of the hotel room before I ever get there. I'm not walking in where somebody has allowed every demon spirit bond out of the pit of hell to run around my hotel room I sanctify the thing cleanse the thing a man of God is coming in here shout turn I know it's hard for you to clap I know it's hard for you to shout but if you will you can turn abortion is sin murder is sin you ate it you abet it, you elect people that promote it, and you are a partner in the crime. Oh, you're not gonna shout now. You're not gonna shout now. You're not gonna shout now, but I'm gonna preach anyway. To permit is to participate. Be quiet now. I love you. You understand, I'm not a bit mad at you. I'm having the time of my life. I'm having the time of my life because my hands are clear. Yeah, 
Yeah, if you got a problem looking at secretaries, get you one about 400 pounds with two teeth right in the middle, about an inch apart, and three moles hanging off a nose if you got a problem. If you got a problem with alcohol, don't sit in first class and tell them when you walk on the airplane, don't you be bringing no champagne, put it in front of me. I'm redeemed. I'm born again. I'm a man of God. I'm a child of God. I'm holy. I'm pure. I lift up holy hands without wrath, without doubting. Stop your backbiting. Stop your tail bearing. Stop your criticism. Stop your whispering. The next time you or somebody close to you says, I'm going to tell you something. If you don't tell anybody else, you are participating in sin. Light. Run to the light. When depression comes, run to the light. I said, run to the light. Run to the light. Somebody shout, run to the light. I, I got to quit. I, gotta, I don't know. 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 That world up there is spinning at 67,000 miles an hour. It's rotating on its axis at 1,000 miles an hour. That means right now you are turning at 68,000 miles an hour. 68,000. Where'd my world go? Oh, look at that. 68,000 miles an hour. How come you're not falling off? You're going to. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 said, Behold, the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and with the trump of God and with the voice of the archangel. I don't care what some backslidden preacher told you. Gravity is going to lose its hold on you. There is a generation of people that your Bible said will be like Enoch. They were and they were not, for God took them. How'd you like that? Some people say, how close to the world can I get and still be a Christian? I want some remnant people. I want some Nazarite generation people. I want some people that say, how far away from this world can I get and still be on this planet? Shout! Not to turn, not to turn is against nature. And it is against nature's God. You came from that earth. He made you out of it. And you should have never stopped turning from the moment Jesus Christ first shed the love of his light abroad in your heart. Say, I got to turn. Come on, say, I got to turn. If, if, he, tells you, if he tells you not to eat pork, don't eat it. If he tells you not to go someplace, don't go there. If he tells you not to say certain things, don't say them. Every man and woman of God that I've ever known that had an ounce of anointing, somewhere deep in their heart was a Nazarite vow. Somewhere deep in their heart was, uh, you, you, you might touch alcohol if you want to. I can't touch it. I'm not going to touch it. I, I got a Nazarite vow. The locks of my hair are not going to get cut off by Delilah. That's just the way I am. Now, I didn't, I, didn't say, I didn't tell you anything. All I'm telling you is me. All I'm telling you is anything you give up for him he'll increase it a hundred times back to you. It's not just about money. Some of you ought to get that tongue on the altar. And we can, we can increase the sides of it. And you can get the whole thing on there. Samuel said, you've insulted God. You've abandoned God. You have allowed what God would not allow. No, I'm trying, honey. I'm, I'm trying to preach. 
Somebody say turn. I'm not yet to the text. There's more to come. You want a revival in America, it'll take preaching like this. You want a revival in America? The only kind of spiritual narcissism you're supposed to have is it's me, God. It's me that needs to turn. Stop blaming everybody else. Stop pointing at somebody else. Stop thinking I'm talking about somebody else. I'm not talking about the one beside you. I'm talking about you. I'm talking right at you. I'm coming right at you. And I'm not coming as Rod Parsley. And I'm not coming as your husband. I'm coming as a man of God. And I'm declaring to you, to every one of you, turn. Run from the darkness. Run from the darkness. Run from the darkness. Get swallowed up in his glorious light. In January, when I'm closing, and I seriously didn't get to the text. In, in January, will you start praying for preachers like this? I'm so tired of spiritual pablum, I don't know what to do. I told my wife the other day, if I got to preach that nonsense. I'm so tired of success in the kingdom of God in America being equated to how much money you have. I'm tired of every sermon ending in an offering. Okay, I'm the only one. I'm, 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 I'm tired of having to make excuses for preachers. Higher standard. When I buried my pastor, I preached his funeral over 80 years of age with Oral Roberts sitting on my right hand and Dr. Kenneth E. Hagan sitting on my left. And before I walked to that pulpit, I said, God, there's a man that kissed one woman in his life, a missionary girl from Canada. And he didn't kiss her till he kissed her at the altar. Why are you looking at me funny? Whatever you can't live without other than Jesus, you don't need. And if the Holy Spirit starts to put his hand on something, and you take an affront to it, that's an indicator. It's got you. It's got you. Alcohol never touched his lips. I'm not a legalist, believe me. But I just like to see some folks give up some stuff. I got so much to preach to you. Paul said, I can do anything I want. I just don't want anything but him.
He cast the devil out of one girl in Billy Bid Prison. 150,000 people got born again. He's laying there, and I said, God, what are we going to do? What are we going to do now? They don't make them like that anymore. I watched his television station burn down. I watched him lose everything he had. He said, come on, Rod, let's go preach. I said, but what about your station? He said, don't ever mention that again. That belongs to God. God will have to take care of it. My job's go preach. When they handed me my son, they said he'll never go to school and never read a book. He'll never know you're his dad. My wife said, what are we going to do? And weeping like a child, I said, I'm going to go preach. What are you going to preach on? I'm going to preach Jehovah Rapha, the Lord our God that healeth all our diseases. And they carried me in a room and put my clothes on me, pushed me out on a platform. And I preached like I've preached today. Went off the platform and fell in a heat and they took my clothes off of me. Put some dry clothes on me, off to the next city I went. John was on the island of Patmos. I said, what are we going to do? God said, you're going to raise the standard. Physical purity, moral integrity, quit lying, quit stealing, pay your bills, quit making obligations you don't keep, quit breaking your word. John said, I, John, was the, on the island called Patmos. That was his position. Nothing but the wild beast and boiled in oil, cast aside and isolated. Can I tell you right now? God wants to isolate you. We're too busy. He wants to isolate you so he can talk to you about you. He wants to have a little conversation with you about you. My wife went on a fast and prayer. On the third day, she said, God, I've asked you for three days to show me your glory. And all you've done, show me me. He's got to get you out of the way. I heard behind me a great voice. Where was the voice? Where was the voice? As a trumpet saying, I am Alpha, I am Omega, I am the first, I am the last. What thou seest write in a book and send it unto the seven churches which are in Asia. And I turned to see the voice that spake with me. And being turned, I saw. You want a revelation of Jesus? Turn. Turn. Get isolated and sanctified and consecrated. Get alone until you're not alone anymore. 
Do away with the gods of Baal and Ashtaroth. Do away with the leaven of the Sadducees and the Pharisees and of Herod and of Corinth and of Galatia. Turn. God made you to turn. Every person raise your hand right now. Just one hand. Say, Jesus, turn me. I'm going to give you one truth. One truth. You cannot resurrect what is not dead. The reason you've never been delivered of many, many things is because you've never died to them. You still like them. We must get so abhorrent of sin and darkness that we beg for God to kill it. Knowing that only he can dig the grave. Listen to me. Here's how desperate we must become for him. Folks say, I will repent. I will turn. Will you? If you think you can, you won't. It is not until you fully realize that only he can dig that grave. And you hate has the weight of your sin ever gone so high above your own head that you could not lift up yourself by weight thereof and say, God, lest you come and kill this, I die. Make me hate it, Lord. Make me abhor anything but the light. Make me turn. Make me despise. Make me reject all darkness. Jesus, if you don't help me repent, I can't. Do you see how absolutely in need of him you are? We've preached a gospel of humanism. That all you need to do is pray a prayer and try to do better. Now a lot of folks got a lot of things. But a lot of folks didn't get what I got. When he saved me at eight years of age. I hated my sin. I felt so dirty. I'd done an awful lot. I was eight years old. But it's not about what you did. And it's not fear of the punishment. A thief's afraid of going to jail. But you turn him out and he'll steal something the next day. It is the hatred of the thing itself that alone can separate you from the love and the life and the light of God.
and being turned, I saw. Are you ready for a new revelation of Jesus? Are you ready to see him like you've never seen him before? Are you ready to hear the voice of many waters? Are you ready? He, he revealed himself to seven churches. None of them were perfect. But here's what he saw. In the midst of them, one walking like as the Son of God. Can I tell you that right in the middle of your darkness, right in the middle of your sin, right in the middle of the pain and the agony of it all, look due north. run to the light. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I want to invite you to tell someone in your life about the podcast. Hope you'll do it today. Head on over to iTunes and leave a review. Share it on your social networks for me. Really helps me get the word out. I'd love for you to connect with me on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, no easier way for me to minister to you every day and throughout the day and for us to join together in faith as God moves in and through your life. You can find links to all my pages at rodparsley.com. God bless you now, and I hope you'll listen again soon.